can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. Joe, I have a question before we get on mm. to the actual intro. So I was just walking back from the supermarket with my sister and all of a sudden this car was just stopped in the middle of the road and I was like, that's weird. And I just like walked across the road mm-hmm. like, and then all of a sudden a window popped down and it was like this guy and he was like, Hannah. And I what? <laughs> and I was like, "Hi!" And I, I like, I, I like, I have someone I knew from like a bazillion years ago. Yeah. He's like, "You're at a, you're at Adore Beauty, aren't you?" Like, I shop there. Well, like we're having a conversation. <laughs> like, he's in the car, and I'm standing on the street. So he kind of like pulled over a little bit, and I didn't know what to do. I was like, "Do I walk over to the car, or do I keep?" Am I like? great to see you and walk off. Like yeah. I just didn't know what to do. Anyway, as we walked off, Ruby's like, was that was he hitting on you? Or like, was that just friendly? I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> so are we low key expecting a DM? At some I, point? Said, I said to Ruby, I bet you, like if he's interested, he'll DM me for sure. Yeah. I give him till this evening. <laughs> Yeah, let's give him till this evening to DM. Yeah, if yeah. he hasn't DM'd you by then, then he was just being nice. Yeah, yeah. then he was just being like, oh, hey, but like, mm. yeah. So anyway, you know what? When you're in lockdown, anything like that is more exciting than it usually is. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like this is the highlight of my week, like yeah. being like beeped out in the street by oh, someone I know. I hope he knows that. <laughs> um, now, what I did really want to talk to you about in today's intro was um, now, we had a lot of backlash over that one-star review. People mm-hmm. want d- dating content and they want Netflix content. And so we, yeah. uh, there's more of you wanting it and there's one person not wanting it. So yeah. majority rules. <laughs> majority rules. So I have been now, you know, sometimes I feel that I'm I'm weird and no one wants to date me because I'm too, I feel sometimes that I've just got some weird habits. You get it, mm. Joe. You say it to yep. me all the time. Um <laughs> because I've got yeah so I guess I've been trying to understand what kind of personality would accept all my kind of quirks and maybe yeah so I've been doing deep diving into my personality type now I am an ENFP now if you don't know what Mm -hmm. this is it's the Myers-Briggs personality test there's 16 of them I think and you can go and do it online and I legitimately read through it online and was like I thought I was so unique. Like I'm not. <laughs> like 8% of people are like this, are like me. Yeah. So I'm like 8% of the population. So tell me what you think of this. So mm-hmm. I'm a campaigner, ENFP. They can't help but ponder the deeper meaning and significance of life, even when they should be paying attention to something else. These personalities believe that everything and everyone is connected and they live for the glimmers of insight that they can gain into these connections. Like I feel like that's me. Like I'm always looking for meaningful coincidences. So when something sparks their imagination, campaigners can show an enthusiasm that is nothing short of infectious. But once the initial bloom of inspiration wears off, campaigners can struggle with self-discipline and consistency, losing steam on projects that once meant so much to them. Mm, Interesting. 
I felt like that was so me. Like I feel I move from one thing to the next thing and like I don't, I find it really hard to be disciplined about yeah. anything. Anyway, it was a very long, there was a lot, a lot in there, but it just felt very, oh yes. And that was the other thing. There's like a Reddit, not Reddit. Is it Cora? How do you say it? Cora? Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole um, like article on there. Why are ENFP so weird? Question mark. <laughs> Um, well, you asked me if I'd ever done a personality test and I was like, actually, we did them recently. You, you, yeah, you would have done it at the Adore Beauty University, right? Yeah. So okay. then I actually did it with the rest of my team. Yes. So there's like five permanent members of my team and then we have um, Eddie who's a contractor as well, but he didn't do this with us. So it was uh, Megan, Maddie, uh, Matthew and Steph and myself yep. that did it. And they were all in like two of them were in one group, two of them were in the other, and then I was out on my own. And um, yep. Shana from our people and culture team who was facilitating the session said to me, <laughs> I've never seen someone with so many personalities. <laughs> so she'd never seen so many like um, different options for one person. I think because I sat oh. in the middle of so many of those categories it couldn't give me an actual definitive answer. So what we oh. ended up getting out of that was that I'm probably a blend between an ESTJ and an ENTJ. So I um, read through it and I actually am going to counteract that and say I think you're an ENTJ. Okay, yeah. Why do you think that? Because I I read through it and I was like, oh, my God, it's Joe. It was like yeah. um, you're in it to win. Um, <laughs> you literally you set goals and you proceed with impressive energy, anything like you are literally like, here we go. And I had, there was a bit, there, there was a bit about sex and dating that I wanted to read out because I thought it was funny, yeah. but it's, it basically says that you set a goal and you like go for it. Like you just mm-hmm. don't, you, d- there's no choice in losing. And that's, and p- maybe people don't know that about you, but I know that you put, you set your mind to something and you achieve it. <laughs> hmm. That's correct. Yeah. You also loving boldly because I went to I I went straight to romantic relationships for mine yes. and for yours obviously. Okay. Let me see how this sits with you. But as all goes well in the dating, so loving boldly is the is the heading. But as all goes well in the dating phase and, and a future is deemed viable, people with commander personality type continue to impress with their creativity and energy. Their authentic confidence makes commander's sex life dynamic to say the least. And they often push to explore new ways to express their affection with imaginative enthusiasm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, they tend to have innovations planned in advance with some structure and predictability <laughs> to their sex lives, leaving the true okay. spontaneity to those less organized personality types. No, what I, okay. So what I actually got from that was the authentic confidence because I feel yeah. that you, you do have authentic confidence. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. Oh, so this is what I read. Commanders, couldn't do this if they were plagued by self-doubt. They trust their abilities, make known their opinions and believe in their capacities as leaders. As so yeah. Well, so you know what I say to everyone? I always say back yourself in. Back yourself that's in. Like my, <laughs> that's like my saying. That's your saying in life. I, it is. It's so weird. I, I really think that you're more this one than the other one. So I would stick yeah. with that. And so now the next step for us is I'm looking. So I basically 
went on some dates with an ENFP and I'm an mm. ENFP and I would leave those dates and be absolutely exhausted. Like, yeah, right. I just, I can't talk anymore. I just can't. That's why I started looking into it. And I was like, I need someone that's not an ENFP because that's too much. Okay, Cause it would be too much with the two of you. Like it's too much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, and I need someone maybe to balance it, balance it out. I think. Yeah. I think it's true that opposites attract. I think you need somebody to balance you out because if you're too similar, and Mm. I feel like this was my problem in like my long-term relationship was that we were too similar and it was kind of like competitive. Mm. Whereas I think you need someone that's a little bit different to you that can make up for the things that you don't have. So what's on today's episode, Jo? Uh, On today's episode, we are talking about foot etiquette. Mm. Uh, It does have some dating undertones, so uh, warning for that one reviewer who doesn't like dating chat. (laughs) Um, And then we're talking to Millie from our team about managing oily roots and dry ends and, of course, our products we didn't know we needed. Once upon a time, I was on a third date with this guy and like I had my shoes off, we were sitting on the couch and I, without thinking, just rested my bare feet on his knees. Mm, <laughs> and <okay>. I, <laughs> I had a pedicure, my, my feet, oh, okay. I've got nice feet. Like I, I think I have quite okay. nice feet. And then I, I was, I sort of went out of my body and looked at it from above and I was like, <laughs> probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Did he look uncomfortable with it? He kept talking, but it was like there was an okay. elephant in the room all of a sudden. That's oh. how it felt. <laughs> So I, so I quickly pulled my feet off and like crossed my legs on the couch um, and just we didn't talk about it. And so I, that was where this initial thought about like what is, what is dating feet etiquette? Mm. Um, and then I told you that I'm, I've experienced the opposite side of that. So I've been in that guy's position. <laughs> Where I had like crossed my legs like on the couch but facing the guy. Shoes off? No, I had my shoes on. So he's barefoot. Yeah. And he like so we've both got our legs kind of It's like crossed, you're dating me. But obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was it you? <laughs> Are you catfishing me? (laughs) Um, So he's got bare feet and, like, we're facing each other, like, having a conversation. But I can see him, like, wiggling his feet under my leg because obviously my leg's, like, warm or something and his feet are cold. But I had my hand, like, resting on the edge of, like, my knee and as he's, like, put his foot under my leg, like, my fingernail has, like, gone under his toenail no okay no no too much and I just thought please put some socks on like why are you touching my leg with your bare foot like we don't really know each other please just keep your feet away from me until we're like actually together like I don't mind if I've been with someone for three years and they touch me with their foot yeah that's fine but early on just I think the foot etiquette is Either wear shoes or have some socks on, or if you've got bare feet, just don't put it on the other person. Well, look, there's been very this has been a very contentious issue in my on my question box because okay, I, as I look forward to as this. I said, someone did say that what that guy did is their love language. 
So like, oh. yeah, warming the feet under their partner's bum is their love language, which I thought was, oh, you know, it's, it's very okay. different. I think I think we all need to talk about this on the first date or have it on our Hinge profiles. Yeah. I have a couple of stories. So I had some longer DMs that I wanted to read out. You've not heard these and I think you'll you'll appreciate them. Okay. <laughs> this is someone sent this in. This is, um, okay, so she said, when I bought my house, the previous owner left actual piles of toenail clippings in the bathroom <gasps> drawers. Why? Why? What? It'll never feel clean enough until I rip the cabinetry out and renovate. Why would you leave your toenail clippings in a drawer? I don't know. I just got shivers from that. I literally <laughs> have got shivers from that. <laughs> something's wrong with that person. Okay, so this is, this is another one. I have a total foot phobia. Can't stand looking at feet. People's feet touching me. Anything to do with them. My ex-boyfriend's feet literally made me want to gag if they ever touched me. <laughs> My next boyfriend, now fiancé, is the only feet that don't disgust me in this world and this is how I know we are soulmates. We even play footsies now. Oh, that's nice. All right. Um, now, this is my favourite. Far out. This is so, this is just effed up. Mm. My boyfriend was on a flight back to Australia and was trying to be nice to the family sitting next to him. They chatted to him for a while and then when he's, <laughs> oof, then chatted to him for a while and then when he started watching a movie, the woman took off her shoes and went to sleep but not without putting her bare feet on his lap first. <laughs> no. I, I guess. What? <laughs> Who is this woman? Is she a listener? I think she's a listener. I reckon. Oh, my God. What? Right. He let her stay there the whole flight. <laughs> Because he is too nice to say otherwise, but he said they were oh. not nice feet to smell or look at. Oh my god, he must be a Pisces. What? Bless his heart. Okay, and then and then she said, I said, oh my god, amazing content. And then she said, he told me that story on our first date. I knew instantly that he was the one. Oh, that is someone that's very tolerant. I would have honestly vomited on that woman I literally cannot I literally <laughs> like that was by far the best now so it started with stories and then basically what happened was people started sending me photos of feet in airplanes like I got yes oh my god I've seen photos of people putting their feet through the but cracks wait, of I'm the texting seats. I'm texting you this one um, okay. which I just was like, this was my whole inbox, like the whole night was just like, I'm not into feet. And I just kept getting, I felt, oh. I felt like Luke Cook. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So the image you sent me is a man with his shoes off on a plane, mm -hmm. but his toes are kind of like crumpled around the bottom of the yes, seat. Yes. It's so they look, it mangled. looks like a claw. Yeah. It looks like a claw. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now on to the question boxes. Now, overall, there was a lot of I've I've been in a relationship for like 5, 10, 15 years. Legitimately, there was a lot of this. Mm -hmm. My partner cannot, is not allowed to put his feet near me. Like they're apps, oh. like even after 15 years, it's a big no-no. Interesting. Now, the other thing that obviously came up was, um, you know, foot fetishes, um, sucking of toes, um, just the complete mm. opposite. Like there was also like the complete mm. opposite. There was one girl that sent me an in, um, an inbox message. Thank you for sending it to me. Um, it was it was. It's probably not appropriate actually um, to read out. 
Okay, okay. we'll just keep that one between us then. Um, I mean, I used to take my shoes off on the dance floor at nightclubs. <laughs> okay, Hannah, I'm, I've got to let you know that that's not okay. That was, I mean, that's like t- 12 years ago, but like, yeah, my feet used to just get too... I don't care like when it was. Five, it'd be like 5am at like like some nightclub and I'd be like, no, nah, I need a break. Unless you're six years old and you're at the local RSL with your grandparents <laughs> and you're on the playground, you cannot take your I shoes mean, I off definitely, in a public establishment. I definitely establishment. don't ever wear shoes in Thailand. Like I, like the shoes come okay, off. that's different. You're on holiday. Yeah, but even if I'm out yeah. like at a bar dancing all night, like shoes do not, I don't wear shoes at all. Actually, to be honest with you, the, my, okay. my favourite like dance floor in Thailand, you're not allowed to wear shoes. Like I'm pretty sure you have mm. to leave your shoes at the door. Anyway, <laughs> next one. Moving to Australia, realizing bare feet is a religion and shoes are optional with a vomit face. Um, that's just not Melbourne, by the way. That's like you must yeah, be living in Queensland. I think so. Queensland or the Northern Territory, probably. All right. So I'm weirdly attracted to my new boyfriend's rather ugly, hairy, but clean feet. It humanizes him. Well, that's nice, isn't it? Uh. All right. So keeping socks on during sex. Yes, no, discuss. No. Like I don't know. Um I mean, is it cold? Like is it winter? I just feel like to be completely naked and to only have your socks on is mm. like I'm I'm indifferent to it. <laughs> I don't I don't feel one way or another. Yeah, and then and then another thing that came up was this girl sent in this story where she was dating this guy. And he would clip his toenails with his mouth, which I just oh, I can't. Oh, no, no. Take it back, Hannah. I don't want to okay, hear that. Okay, take it back. Okay, next. I walked from f- he. What? So he goes. He pulls his leg yep, up yep, to his mouth yep. and chews his toenails. Yep, flexible. And she dated that yep, guy. Or she went on a date with him. Or well, dated him. Yep. Okay. She's got some self-reflection to do, I think. I mean, now the next one is I walked, I just liked this. I like this, the energy of this girl and the vibe. Mm. I walked from Footscray to South Yarra drunk and my toenails literally fell off after. Oh, I'm not surprised. That's a long walk. How, like in heels? Did you, did you walk over the West Gate? Like how did you get there? It's crazy. <laughs> South Yarra drunk. And I reckon it was a I reckon it was a booty call and there were no Ubers in the area. That would have taken <laughs> hours and hours. But she was drunk. That would have taken five hours. Mm. Yeah, but she would have been completely sober by the time she got to South Yarra. Oh, uh, there's so many inappropriate ones. Okay, that's not just go past that. <laughs> like literally, there were so many ones where I was like, Guys, like, can you share the inappropriate ones on your story? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They're not for this podcast. Some of them aren't appropriate for my stories either. Like, oh, really? Yeah, okay, yeah, they're quite. Oh. Maybe, maybe people can just DM you and be like, "What are the worst <laughs> yeah, ones?" So send a yeah, yeah, I can do that. Um, now let me see if there's one more. Oh no, 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 no. Um, no, no. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, I think I'm going to stop reading now because I haven't had breakfast yet and I don't feel like I'm ever going to okay. eat again. Anyway, thank you so much for sending in your foot so stories. It, where uh, are we settling on the foot etiquette? I'm saying. No, I actually liked and I posted this one to my stories, which I think this was really good common sense. If you've had sex, I think you can rest your foot. That's to me sums it up. I just feel mm. like I feel like if you're, if you're doing that intimate of an act, I think that you the intimacy of putting your clean bare feet on someone's clothed mm. knee 
is okay. You should see my face right now. I'm cringing. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm like more maybe bare feet at three months in. Kind okay. Of, yeah. I now one yeah. girl did say that her and the guy had a discussion about it. I mean, communication is key mm-hmm. to all of this, guys. It is. And I think we, yeah, I think is. we forget that. Like, ask ask your the person you're on a date with. Like, how do you feel about me resting my feet on your legs right now? Yeah. I usually ask people, do you have any phobias? Just yes. in case. Oh, that's a good one. Something comes up that you wouldn't be expecting. You're a great communicator joe well done thank you (laughs) (laughs) all right well that's feet guys and um i'll continue i'll continue this on my stories with the like grosser more inappropriate ones (laughs) great Uh, So a question that we get asked all the time is what products are best for dry roots and oily no no, oily roots. <laughs> Matthew's written a run. Matthew, you're fired. Um, <laughs> so it's actually we're talking to Millie about managing oily roots and dry ends. <laughs> Which is probably number one looked yes. up. Do you also get that question a lot, Millie? Probably every second customer is like, help me. And I'm like, wow. I have you. It's fine. Yeah. You're good now. Well, that's why we thought we'd get you on here because I knew you were the right person to ask. Oh, yeah. So oily roots dry ends why does it happen and is it something that we can get rid of absolutely so look there's a couple little factors when we talk about you know oily roots and dry ends it can kind of come down to even just seasonal so some people might find they're completely fine and then it hits winter and and their roots are just like what is going on or or the opposite it can hit summer and some people are like my hair is out of control but it also can just be genetics which is so annoying I hate saying it most people are like no don't tell me that and I'm like I'm so sorry like I wish that I could fix it immediately for you but it's just not how it works. Um, so pretty much all it really is, is that, you know, your sebaceous glands, which are your oil producers in the scalp, are just a little overactive. So when we kind of talk about it, it's kind of, it's not impossible to fix. It's not to say, you know, there's, you can never fix it, but it is to say it's more of a management kind of deal. When we do talk about that kind of hair concern, it is something that you just look towards managing and working towards it versus a complete fix. You recently did a YouTube video for us on this topic with your product picks, which we'll link in the episode notes. But can you talk us through your top three shampoos for oily roots and dry ends? Absolutely. So these are three of my like do or dies, like depending on how much I really, I really spent in a month, I've, I kind of work between these three. Um, so my absolute number one, and it's a no brainer for me, Kerastase Barn Divalent. Um, this one has been in my repertoire probably like eight years. It's just consistently, you know, it's the goat, it's the number one. Its formulation is literally for oily roots and dry ends, which it says on the packet. Um, It's also formulated by trichologists, which, you know, you can't beat when you talk about the specific range or specific ranges in general from Kerastase. They're all just top notch. Um, Agree with that. Yeah. The only, you know, the the downside is that they're $44. So it's not Mm. accessible for everyone, um, which is why, like, I always like to have something else in my back pocket. You know, it's not not as still accessible, but for, you know, $40, Maxi Wash Kevin Murphy, it's great. It's another really great deep cleansing um, scalp shampoo, but it's going to look at actually treating the concern. And then to even go towards our more budget friendly, can't go past deep clean 11, $25 or $25.95, I think it is, 26. But top notch, again, really helps to look after the scalp 
and treat the hair. Because my hair's obviously, you can see, super dry. So when I'm trying to do like a deep scalp thing, usually whatever it is that I'm using might also like dry out the ends. So that's like why these products are actually formulated to address both concerns. Exactly. And that's the thing. So many people are like, oh, you know, I need to look after my scalp. But every time I use a shampoo like this, Mm. you know, my ends are just super, super dry. And you're like, yeah, it's sometimes it is just going to happen. And sometimes depending on your hair, you know, you do look at things like that. But that's where when you kind of talk about your hair concerns, you break it up into two parts. So, you know, your shampoo is always, always, always going to look after you. That's your number one hair concern. You know, what's going on with the scalp, be it dandruff, be it oil, be it, you know, it's blonde, whatever, wherever you kind of want to go, that's where you look for your shampoo. And then to kind of help with those dry ends, that's where you're going to look for your conditioner or your mask to kind of go secondary. Well, I think that kind of leads into my next question, which which was going to be what are the biggest mistakes people with this hair concern make? And I was going to say, is Mm. it using all of those clarifying shampoos that are designed for very oily hair and then getting those really, really dry ends? Would that be one of the biggest mistakes? Yeah, absolutely. It it comes down to kind of, yeah, pretty much, Joe, choosing the incorrect products for your hair and your scalp. Mm. It's one of the biggest factors. And, you know, it's unfortunately you look at the ads and you kind of, you know, you can kind of figure it out for yourself, but the hair care world can be a bit confusing. Um, So definitely choosing the incorrect products is is number one. It's always hard because people are like, I want the matching shampoo and the conditioner, and Mm. sometimes that's just not for everyone. Mm. I'm a huge, like huge advocate for picking and choosing and cherry picking and choosing the right things for you, not just being like, these are really great in my bathroom, which, you know, we love that, but Mm. pick and choose in in the way of, is it really going to look after your hair? But a couple other like kind of big mistakes that you talk about with the hair concern is sometimes washing the hair too much. Mm -hmm. So even if you're activating the scalp and you're cleansing it every single day, but say you're only using, you know, one shampoo, all you're doing is kind of stripping the hair and then it's just kind of leaving the dirt and debris like, you know, a couple inches off the scalp. And then it means that your next day, you know, you might find that your hair's oily again. And it's Mm -hmm. because you're stripping it and then your scalp's going, oh my God, well, I've just been stripped. Here's this whole bunch of oil because it needs to be hydrated, um, which is in fact the complete opposite to what we want to do. So you're better off, you know, looking at kind of washing your hair once or twice a week or three to four times a week. But cleansing it, you know, two to three times or two to four times even if you're one of those people who can stretch. You know, I wash my hair once or twice a week, but if you're one of those who can stretch it, you know, once a week or a little bit longer than that, A, I'm jealous, Um, (laughs) but B, you know, I'd always recommend shampooing your hair a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, it's it's a really easy, really, really, really easy mistake to make, but even just using products like too close to the roots, so Mm -hmm. bringing your conditioner or your mask or your styling product and bringing it all the way up to the roots, it just doesn't need to. Mm -hmm. So your scalp kind of produces the oil to hydrate the hair and look after the hair. So if when you start to work in your products, I always say start at the ends, and this is where it gets a little bit confusing. Start at your ends, like your very ends, that's where you want to really saturate the product and then slowly start to move up the ends. So by the time you kind of start approaching the scalp, you should have nothing left on your hands practically. Mm-hmm. should just mm-hmm. be a really light film where you can kind of pull the hair away from the scalp. So pull the hair like almost 90 degrees, pull it straight up and just work it through the ends and, and let it gently sit instead. Mm-hmm. And um, what treatments or masks are suitable for people with this hair concern that won't increase oiliness at the roots? 
So it's a it's a really interesting question because a lot of people are kind of like, oh no, I need something that's specifically tailored, and then I'm coming mm. in being like, not particularly. You actually <laughs> don't. You just need something that's going to look after whatever your secondary hair concern is. You know, Hannah, you mentioned that your ends are really dry. So for someone like yourself, you know, I would be looking at, and it's obviously you've quite long now it's it's a bit thicker mm. it's a bit curlier so I'd even go towards the end of going okay well do we want to go anti-frizz do we want something a little bit more hydrating mm. yep. versus like Joe yourself your hair's still pretty long but it, it's and you've got a lot of it but it's pretty fine mm. so for yourself and it's also a little bit lightened what well, was the last time yeah. <laughs> so, not anymore not like it out. <laughs> but you know you'd look for something a little bit more like strengthening based or, or things like that so you know, when I look at recommending products and recommending something for the ends in particular, treatments and masks, I'll always go for whatever their secondary hair concern is. So, you know, I'm huge Kara Stars fan. Um, mm. Obviously, anyone who's watched the videos talk to myself knows that I absolutely do not shut up about Kara Stars. They should um, be paying you. I'm surprised they I don't. don't. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait for that bag. Yeah. I will absolutely wait for that bag. Um, but, yeah, you know, even just something like I love the fact that in every single one of their ranges, they've got things for fine and thicker hair. So, like, the Mask Intense is one of my all-time favourite hydration masks. I think it's the absolute boss. It's got three levels of hydration. Um, I know that Hannah always talks about having Hagrid hair. Um, but I look at Hagrid hair and I go, okay, he needs some um, Mask Magistral and that would just fix that and he'd have gorgeous little locks. But, yeah, I also really, really, really love Olaplex number 8. Um, they really came out and just knocked that that mask out of the park. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um I have one of my housemates has got like fine but like thick curly like gorgeous hair but her and I both used number eight mask and I couldn't be more opposite you know fine blonde hair and both of us had the perfect amount of hydration and you know you can't go wrong it does sit at about 50 bucks but you know you kind of pay for, for those sorts of things if it's a once or twice a week treatment you really get your bang for your buck. I think number, mm-hmm. you know, knack number three as well, when you kind of talk about Olaplex number three being that strengthening treatment, sitting at around 50 bucks, knack is an incredible underrated brand. I really speak in, and speak highly of them and recommend them a lot. But, you know, again, they only sit at about 30 bucks per product. So you're not, you're not breaking the budget. And then, of course, for our absolute friends on a budget, can't go past 11. Mm-hmm. So the 11 mask is another really, really great one. And it's only three minutes. For sure. I love how you said that... Um, you don't necessarily have to pair a shampoo and conditioner from the same family because people always ask that about skincare. They're like, do I have to use the same brand of skincare? And it's the same with hair care. You can mix and match anything you want. It doesn't mm, have to be all from absolutely. the same brand. Um, do you have any recommendations for dry shampoo for between washes, especially if you've got oily roots? Yeah, absolutely. Like this is one of my must, must, must. Like if, if you're coming to me and you're like, I've got oily roots and I go, okay, like what are you using? What are you, what are you currently doing? And you're like, oh, like I'm just washing it and then I'm leaving it. And I'm like, Mm, come on let's elevate it um so honestly using a dry shampoo is absolute boss it's a it's a non-negotiable for me with fine hair and oily roots so like even on my first day I'll use like a lighter kind of dry shampoo um I really personally love IGK oh I knew you Um, were gonna say that I almost said it before you said it I was like she's gonna say IGK (laughs) I'm 100% gonna say IGK and you know what like yeah they are $42 but 
but, 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 but I love the fact that they have, like, depending on how oily your hair gets, they've got those levels. So, um, I think it's direct flight is like a lighter kind of one, which is perfect for like first day wash. So like what I'll do and how I'll work my hair care routine is when I wash and shampoo my hair the first like night when I go to bed, cause I'm, I'm a morning washer and it, depending on where your schedule is, whatever that kind of after, I always recommend whenever you're going to bed to do a light spritz of dry shampoo, because when you're sleeping and you're tossing and turning and hopefully you're using a silk pillowcase, um, to help not damage your hair. But you know, when you're tossing and turning, it works in that dry shampoo and it means you wake up and your hair's still super fresh. So, and then, you know, if you're second day, third day, you're starting to get right towards the end. Um, they're heavy duty one, first class. Oh, so good. Like, I don't know about you guys, but when I first started using a dry shampoo, I would use, you know, the cheapest stuff from Coles or whatever. Mm. And I'd be like, mm. this is so good. It works so great. And then you have that like talcum powder kind yes. of residue and you're like, oh, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> My hair doesn't feel like hair. Yeah. This has like the benefits of that kind of like feel. So you feel like your hair is still cleansed on like day three or four and it still looks phenomenal. But, you know, you don't get that like real like chalky kind of feel. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely, and, you know, we did this in a, in a YouTube video as well. We talked about a lot, like deep dived into a different dry shampoos. Um, but the Chloran dry shampoo, $16, super like bag friendly. She's nice and small. She is still an OG for me. Mm-hmm. Like so good. They've brought out a couple like different ranges. So if your scalp gets a bit like sensitized or anything like that, they've got different ones oh, there. Oh, yes. Because my scalp hates dry shampoo hates it. Yeah. It gets itchy. Yes. Yes. Honestly, it's so good. I like, I put up that video on my Instagram and I had like one of my random like followers message me and was like, Hey, you don't know me, but I literally watched this video and this has changed my, pro- like changed mm-hmm. my life. And I'm like, Oh my God, stop. I love that. Straight to the feels. <laughs> um, but, and Joe, I know that you're a big, you're a big fan of it, but the Orbe dry shampoo is mm-hmm. oh, phenomenal yeah I wish that it weren't yes because it's same. $68 yeah I was <laughs> I was angry that I loved it <laughs> <laughs> so I was so annoyed I used it for for one of the videos and I was yeah. like no no I, know. I refuse to love yeah this can't part. you just be shit? So I don't Honestly. have to pay for you. <laughs> Are you guys, so I use Orbe for like, if I've got like a vet, like an event, like event hair. Like if I want my hair, like event hair, I'm like pulling out the Orbe. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like if I'm going somewhere and I want to look like the hottest, like bad day in the world, like that is a hundred percent my, my like go-to. I'm like, totally. yeah, this is what I need. We'll make sure that we link uh, all of your YouTube videos in the episode notes because you're super knowledgeable. So for anyone that wants to catch all of that content, I definitely recommend heading to our episode notes and clicking on those links. But Millie, you're going to be running our Beauty IQ live stream on Hair Care Basics on the 29th of September, which our audience can catch on adorebeauty.com.au. So it's actually hosted on the website. It's not on our socials. We'll put a reminder on our Instagram stories though, so that you don't forget. But can you tell us what you'll be covering in that live? Because this is the first time we've done anything of this nature. It's, yeah, it is, it is honestly like one of a kind and it is so excited. Like everyone who I'm, I'm speaking to that like has going to go, I'm like, oh, I'm just buzzing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so buzzing to get into it. Um, you know, we're going to go over like hair care basics. It's kind of going to be like all of like the really fun YouTube videos in one. You're going to mm-hmm. get me unfiltered for half an hour, just answering like any questions that, you know, our customers have or any questions that you kind of want to go over. Um, I'm going to delve deep into like, you know, 
really basic, basic kind of hair care, how to wash your hair, how to choose the right product for you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just products that I think that anyone kind of needs in a really basic hair care. And then, you know, if there are any questions wanting to delve deep, I'll be there in there as well. Happy to recommend. There's also going to be some really, really fun gifts and some really fun like gift with purchases. There's going to be some discounts for our budget friends or just discounts if anyone wants to put through like a larger kind of order. And it's going to be super exciting. So Mm -hmm. it's pretty much 30 minutes with me, unfiltered, just hair care or everywhere. Amazing. (laughs) We're very much looking forward to that. I can't wait to see how it goes. Um, I'm sure that just from this interview, our audience can gauge how knowledgeable you are. So I definitely recommend tuning into that. But head to our episode notes if you want to see more of Millie. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, guys. So happy. Oh, okay. I just have to preface this segment by saying I didn't know the price of this product. Neither did I. Until, um, so, Hannah, you actually mentioned this product to me recently. I was like, oh, my God, I love it too. So I have this thing with lip balms where I literally can only use Lano lips and Mm. any other lip balm I use makes my lips dry and chapped. Like it's Mm -hmm. always been the way. You know how you love the Laneige lip sleeping mask? Everyone loves it. I tried to use it. Not for me. Um, and then I started using the, I got um, sent some new PCA skin products and I got their hyaluronic acid lip booster, which is coming very soon to a door. It might be on site by the time this episode comes out. But I started using this and I've been putting it on at night. I just had it in my bathroom. Like I've got a little jar of things that I use every night and it's in my plastic rotating thing that sits on my um, bathroom bench. And I'd been using it every single night and I'd noticed that my lips had gone from being really quite peely and dry because of the weather to -hmm. being really like soft and supple. I was like, that's weird. Normally when I use a lip balm, they go the opposite way and they get worse. But I still like to try different lip balms to see if maybe one day something different will happen. And something different did happen and it actually <laughs> worked really well. Ah, and now I've just gone onto the website. the price. <laughs> and looked at the Wait. price and it's $89 for a six-gram tube of lip balm. <gasps> like I'm sorry. I was going to make this my product. You know, I think I have to stick with it now. But it is PCA, like their hyaluronic acid boosting serum is $200. But can we justify $89? Like, come on. But it's got ultra filling spheres and it does have peptides and botanicals. So it says it helps to hydrate and plump the lips without irritation and helps to reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles um, on the lips while increasing lip volume visibly. Don't know about that, but it is a really, really nice lip balm. I've really enjoyed it. I honestly can say worth the $89. Um, but I now feel really bad for picking that. Um, well, I think it's good to, um, like, I'm just thinking if someone had like problems with their like lips, like really bad problems, like they were like really cracked or they were finding mm. that they were aging and they didn't really know, like this would be a product to have a look into. Yeah. If you've tried everything or like me, no other lip balms agree with you and they always dry out your lips and whatever, give this a crack if you want to spend the cash on it. But yeah, I definitely really liked it. Didn't know how much it was. Um, <laughs> now I'm going to maybe use it a little bit more sparingly. I was lathering it yeah, on. Yeah, so was I. <laughs> um, I was just, I'm just having a look at what's in it. Um, it is, yeah, so it's for fine lines and wrinkles. Um, yeah, it's I guess also got lips. vitamin E, which is a, a nice antioxidant. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got a couple of peptides in it as well. But they say the ultra filling spheres are um, that's the trademarks, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what's in their um, like other hyaluronic acid products, and they're very well known for nailing oh, their, that. So their hyaluronic acid serum is like next level. It's so mm. expensive, but it's next level. Yeah. So like, yeah, I've actually been using the hyaluronic acid lip booster because like. If an, if something says hyaluronic acid booster, I, yeah. I, I'm in. Just don't come for us, okay? No. We didn't mean it. Um, <laughs> well, we can't done now. <laughs> she already had it on her list. She had to go yeah, ahead. It was too late. I'm already obsessed with it now. I'm going to balance out the yes, um, please do. bougie with the bargain. So I am always on the lookout for frizzy haired girls. I want to find you good products that don't break the bank because I know mm. I talk about Kerastase a lot which is um, more more on the bougie end. So um, I am obsessed with Davro. It is like my favourite. So is Megan. Megan loves Davro too. I love it and I can't, like I think that I said to uh, one of our hair care buyers, I was like I'm sick of talking about the same brands because I yep. try a lot of hair care and they're like in particular I tried some frizz-free products the other day. I'm not going to say what it was. And I was mm-hmm. like, absolutely did not work on my hair. Like I just couldn't use it. And so I'm very, very, very fussy on my products for frizzy hair. Davro is amazing. I'm using their shampoo and conditioner at the moment for smoothing for frizzy hair. But the the MCT, it's the Moisture Conditioning Treatment. Um, It's $26.95, which is Mm. very reasonable for a good hair mask. Super hydrating. It's got aloe vera, kakadu plum, argan oil. It doesn't weigh down the hair. Um, You can use it weekly. And I believe the way that you're meant to use it is that I shampoo my hair and then I put the mask on and then wash it out and then do conditioner because I'm at the moment doubling Mm up. So because I'm leaving my hair curly more often, I'm like doubling up on like a treatment and a conditioner. Mm -hmm. So um, it's for very dry hair um, and it's, I believe Davro is vegan, cruelty-free. It's Australian made. It's free from sulfates and parabens um, and it's safe to use on coloured hair. So Highly recommend checking out their range if you're looking for like a more affordable professional hair care range that's mm-hmm. also really good, I think, for frizzy hair. Yeah. Yeah. So that's mine. Um, now, we cannot finish this episode. Jay-Lo. Now, I know this is going to seem a little bit delayed because this was like the previous weekend, but we're like recording this on the Monday. <sighs> so, <sighs> benefit. I literally, I like Joe and I. Okay, so like we send a lot of like we used to send a lot of like Luke Cook like poo stuff and like we yeah. we go through phases of what we send each other. At we the do. moment, our DMs is all J Lo. I can't I deal. can't cope with the the chemistry between oh. them. Like it was I know. electrifying. How do you even explain that? And what is happening? Like Meant to be. did you see him Meant five years ago? It's just like it's- he was a mess. And now he now he, he looks was, like he's 25. He had healing to do. He had some healing to okay. do, I think. Yeah. Um <laughs> he I think they I am a sucker for romance and for mm. like soulmates and meant to be's and I genuinely believe and look they may prove me wrong and break up next year, but I do genuinely believe she always loved him. Yeah, and I agree. I believe that like like I think you there's people that you meet and I've got one, and I don't know if you've got one, Joe. But I've got. Mm-hmm. There's people that you never forget, and like you yeah. can never forget them, and you'll they'll always. And I think that's what that's what they were to each other. Yes, 
Definitely. It's not that they didn't love their partners and like have beautiful families and all of that, but I do think that like they've come back together and it's just beautiful to watch. Yeah, I agree. Um, and also, can we She's... talk about Megan Fox as well? Oh, what on earth? <laughs> oh, my God. So Megan Fox is 35. I did think she was older only because I think she was maybe very young when she was, you know, how she was in Transformers and stuff, and that seems like literal lifetime ago. 35 is really, 35 is young. I know, but I thought she was older than that because she was okay. so young when she, like, had her peak in, like, movies and stuff. I think she was under 18. Like that's, Yeah, so yeah. I just assumed that she was older, but I okay. realised just before when I was stalking her vigorously that um, she was only 35, which is actually really young, so not surprising that she looks like that. I think it's more like she's her and Machine, Machine Gun Kelly are like this. Yeah. There's a vibe at the moment. So my friend sent me a message, like, just with a photo of Megan Fox, and then she goes, who's the guy? (laughs) What do you mean? Like, she hadn't kept up with the whole thing, but she saw that photo of Megan Fox and she was like, holy s***. And then who who the hell is that man? (laughs) They're quite the it couple at the moment. They are the it couple. It's it's. Megan and him and then Courtney and Travis Barker. Yeah. Um, they're definitely the it couples right now, I think. <laughs> and then obviously yeah. Benefar, but they're on a whole different level. They're just a completely. The thing is that like J-Lo is looking like it's like every year she just looks better. It's we- yes. like it's like it's like I didn't think it was possible. That white dress with her boobs, like I yeah. didn't think it was possible for you to look any better than you already do. But somehow yeah. you out you outdo yourself every day. Like I, I didn't thought- think Megan Fox could look better, but I honestly reckon she looks better now. But it would be exhausting to like continuously try to one up yourself. Yeah, but like imagine looking that good. <laughs> like I felt like it was like my sister's wedding. Like I couldn't one up that. Like I spent yeah. so much time and effort. Do you think you'll ever look at that good again? Mm, no. <laughs> That's my peak. I've peaked. Peak experience. Oh, we've got to remember that those people are also very wealthy. Uh, yes. Probably have uh, plastic surgeons and personal trainers and chefs. So <laughs> J-Lo says she's not into Botox though. Like, <laughs> Okay. I, I don't actually want to go down that path with J-Lo okay. because I respected her as a person before she came out with the whole olive oil thing. So I think let's just leave that in the past and, yeah. We love J-Lo though. Like I can't, I just love her. I really love her. Defying the laws of um, ageing. Yeah, 100%. Well, that's it from us today. We'll see you next week. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Oh,